This is your host Corbin, your guide for Pete Hewitt's feature-length directorial debut, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 1991 to remember the top movies released that year. They were The Silence of the Lambs, Beauty and the Beast, Thelma and Louise, My Own Private Idaho, starring Keanu Reeves, Point Break, also starring Keanu, The Addams Family, Cape Fear, Hook, JFK, My Girl, What About Bob, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Backdraft, and Curly Sue. From this year, we have reviewed regarding Henry, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, and Terminator 2, Judgment Day. If you would like to reminisce more about the films of 91, then head on over to Letterboxd. And if you would like to hear our reviews for those three films, they are in the description below. Best picture that year went to Dances with Wolves. All of the info I have on the production I got from both commentaries on the Bill and Ted Bogus Journey Blu-ray. It wasn't long after Bill and Ted's excellent adventure won the hearts of audiences that writers Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson started drafting a sequel. Before they knew it, they were the new IT writers in Hollywood, meeting with high-level creators such as Steven Spielberg, not to mention also taking on more personal responsibility, such as homeownership and parenthood. Unfortunately, these factors put a strain on their personal friendship, but nevertheless, through thick or thin, they had to write a sequel together, otherwise the producers would find someone else. To make matters more stressful, Orion Pictures told them they started shooting in January with a hard release date in June. This crazy short production meant constant rewrites with new drafts daily. In fact, so much wasn't finalized in the shooting script, Keanu Reeves, who plays Ted in the movie, dubbed it Bill and Ted's Omitted Adventure. Thankfully, the titular duo were willing to reprise their roles, despite their careers going in different directions. Reeves was becoming a big star, starring opposite River Phoenix in My Private Idaho and Patrick Swayze in Point Break. In just eight years, he would play Neo in The Matrix. Winter mainly returned because this sequel was so different from the first. He felt the 80s suffered from sequel-itis, but he knew this would be unique enough to separate it from the first movie. Interestingly, the original script was going to have Bill and Ted back in high school. The writers rightly determined that this script was going to be far too close to the original film, so they wanted to do something completely different. Obviously, this concept was scrapped, surprisingly for something much darker. Up until the time of marketing, this sequel was titled Bill and Ted Go to Hell. This didn't fly well with the studio, since the first movie was targeted towards adolescents, and in between theatrical releases, a Saturday morning children's cartoon captured young audiences' attention. The title wasn't the only thing that was changed. Pete Hewitt was brought on to replace Stephen Herrick, who was off shooting Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Hewitt had never shot a theatrical film before, but his stylish short film, The Candy Shop, caught the creator's attention. He actually cameos in the movie as the smoker in the hardware store. Oliver Wood, who would go on to shoot The Bourne Trilogy, came on as director of photography. David Finfer, who would go on to edit The Fugitive and Santa Claus 2 and 3, took over editing duties. And David L. Snyder, of Blade Runner and Pee-wee's Big Adventure fame, served as production designer. Only David Newman returned as composer. The film had a $20 million budget, which was double that from last time but it made $2 million less, resulting in a worldwide gross of $38 million. 
It was number two opening weekend going up against Terminator 2. 101 Dalmatians re-released the original Disney cartoon. Yes, that was number three at the box office in June, surprisingly. Boys in the Hood was number four and regarding Henry at number five. Today, the film holds a 6.3 according to the users of IMDb and a 3.3 on Letterboxd. The film also holds a 60 Metascore and a divided 57% critics rating and a 56% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, audiences straight out of the theater gave the film a B plus according to CinemaScore. Thank you listeners for coming along with me as I have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to Bill and Ted's bogus journey, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we time travel one last time with Bill and Ted Face the Music. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.